0: Hello and welcome to the Nature Unplugged podcast, where we are all about cultivating consciousness in the digital age. Let's get going. And welcome to the Nature Unplugged podcast with me, your host, Sebastian Sullivan. And I'm so excited today to have with us Michelle Abbey. Michelle, welcome to the program. Good to see you.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I want to start, I'm super excited. We're going to talk about uh, all the wonderful work you do, forest therapy, forest bathing, uh, your nutrition stuff. I think there's lots of good good stuff here. Uh, but to begin, let's. I want to read your bio just so everyone has the sense of who you are and We'll get into your background a little more. So Michelle's a registered dietitian, nutritionist, and South Louisiana native. She and her husband now live in Bend, Oregon. Michelle works with individuals and organizations looking for ways to improve health and well-being through nutrition, movement, nature, and connection. Uh, Her services include one-on-one nutrition and well-being coaching, group coaching, challenges, uh, corporate wellness services, medical nutrition therapy, and nutrition planning for fitness and endurance events. Michelle is also a Certified Forest Therapy guide through ANFT. As a guide, she leads individuals and groups into nature to experience a deep sensory connection to the natural world and ultimately themselves. Her passion for this work stems from her own deep love and connection to the outdoors. And in her free time, she can be found cooking, doing something fun outdoors, reading about nutrition, nature, or psychology, hiking, trail running, or planning the next outdoor adventure with her husband, Derek, uh, awesome bio. Derek, who uh, you know, I know and Sonia and I know well through our um, education at University of San Diego. We'd love to have Derek on too at some point down the line, but anyway, awesome bio. And uh, I thought we could start with just hearing a little bit about your background, like you know, where you grew up and how, maybe how you got into connecting with nature when you were a kid.
1: Sure. Um, so I grew up in South Louisiana, and my first memories of being outdoors and really loving the outdoors, uh, I was around eight years old, and uh, my stepmom had a small little horse farm. And uh, there's was about eight acres, I think. And as a little kid, I mean, that was just huge to me. And I just remember running around out there, playing with horses, uh, swimming around in and uh, covering myself in uh, mud, and just, you know, having such a fun time out there. And, uh, and yeah, it was great. I remember, you know, I started my own club, the nature kids. (laughs) You did, (laughs) Yeah, I I do. I I vaguely remember that. It's pretty funny. I was, I think I was the only one in the club, but it was still, (laughs) and, uh, you know, and then I, I grew up a little and, um, we moved uh, to a different part of Louisiana. And then I remember as a teenager, uh, my dad had a 40 acre um, piece of property and he planted a big garden. And, you know, we were raising some cows and, So I guess that was kind of like my second, um, you know, portion of of being connected to to the land. And I probably took it for granted and having having all that amazing property to run around as a teenager. And then I think um, in college and my young adult life, though, I kind of got pulled away a little bit from it. Um, And it wasn't until, you know, just uh, a few years ago. um, I mean, I moved to San Diego which uh, that got me outdoors a lot more. And, uh, yeah. and at first it was very focused on, on sports. So triathlon running, things like that. Nature was a little bit more my, my background for, you know, my exercise, which was great. But, you know, the, the connection wasn't quite uh, as strong as it is. And um, it wasn't until a few years ago, actually, as I entered my dietitian career, that I started to look into uh, forest therapy, forest bathing, Uh, It just started popping up on my radar everywhere, and I found this wonderful program through Association of Nature and Forest Therapy Programs that actually certified people to uh, lead groups out in nature um, for connection walks, which is pretty awesome.
0: That's really cool. Yeah. Well, so so it sounds like you're right. You had this deeply rich uh, connection with nature as a as a as a child and a youngster, and then that kind of faded away. Like, was there some fade away? Like in your maybe after college? Is that right?
1: Uh, during and after during college, yeah, yeah.
0: And then was there was there something that really like brought you back into wanting to like focus your life more around it? Was it through sports or something different?
1: I think it was you know moving to San Diego um, and having that opportunity to be outside all the time. I mean, it was a you know it was a, a slow relationship, and you know again it started with the, all the training I did outdoors. And um, I actually started working with the San Diego Museum of Natural History, and I went through a program where they kind of put us through this, like, uh, naturalist-type education for 10 weeks, and uh, I led hikes for the uh, the museum. Um, And it was amazing, and that group was amazing. I learned so much, and I think it was after that program that I was considering the forest therapy training, and after that program, I was like, oh, I have to do it, you know, because it's like I got... That much more connected to nature and then doing the forest therapy program it was even more like I kept slowing down a little bit more a little bit more and I thought I couldn't slow down anymore and I found out that I could <laughs> 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 like wow so uh you know trying to run right now outside is really funny because I stop a lot to look at things <laughs> yeah
0: and by slowing down just to clarify, you mean like noticing what's around you and all that Absolutely, stuff? yeah will... yeah mm-hmm. yeah okay okay got it so there was this sort of You had that opportunity with the San Diego Natural History Museum that kind of sort of uh, was the origin for some of this deeper training. And so I'd love to hear a little bit more about, you know, what that, like a little bit more about maybe the organization, NFT, and like what the training was like and
1: how that went. Yeah, Uh, so the organization was founded by uh, Amos Clifford, and he was a... A psychotherapist uh, by trade, and also did a lot of uh, vision uh, quests uh, guiding, and yeah. um, he noticed that in his his work uh, there, doing these vision quests and vision fasts, that uh, you know a lot of great uh, work was being done with within people's you know souls and uh, and connecting with themselves, and he was like, man, you know, I'd love to be able to bring this somehow out to the general public, make it more accessible. You know, he knew very well that most people wouldn't want to go out for 12 days and, you know, be out there for four days with no food or shelter or uh, human really? contact. <laughs> that doesn't sound fun to many people, but maybe if he could yeah. bring some, you know, sort of condensed version of that right. um, to the public. And, you know, and he started studying the, the forest bathing and came up with a, um, a standard sequence uh, that we use uh, through their program. To, and it's about, you know, two to three hours long, um, makes it much more accessible to everyone. Yeah, and yeah. Um, he also has this dream of getting, you know, forest therapy walks integrated into preventative medicine. Because in places like, you know, Japan where forest bathing originated and uh, and in Korea, it's uh, very medically um, uh, focused, uh, the, the yeah. walk. You know, they do do a lot of, you know, testing and uh, blood pressure, heart rate, you know, even blood testing and that kind of thing. Um, And he would love to be able to get it covered by insurance. And just really make it part of the system here. And he asked someone once, and I think he was given the advice: well, you know, if you want that to happen, the first thing you need to do is train guides that are going to be available, you know, all over the United States. Um, and so that's that what he set out to do, and that is what he's doing. And he's moved into you know, places like Costa Rica and places in Europe, so becoming much more worldwide now with their organization.
0: Yeah. That's yeah. really cool. And for for listeners or people who uh, haven't heard of it before could you just share a little bit about like what forest bathing is I know it's we kind of use it sounds like forest therapy and forest bathing sort of interchangeably but what what is forest bathing and like you know where did it come from a little background yeah. on that would be great.
1: Yeah so in the 1980s uh in Japan uh they were experiencing this you know big tech boom and at the same time they were starting to notice an, an increase in uh chronic disease and in illness so, you know so both of these things are happening at the same time and they're trying to figure out you know what 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 the problem is and what might be able to to help and one of the things they poured some money into was researching what taking people outside might uh, do for them, uh, health-wise, and they found that it it was very helpful. Uh, shocker, shocker! Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Good, both. both physically- That's cool. Yeah. Both physically and mentally, and one of the, the, the things that they did find was, you know, there were actual uh, chemicals emitted by the trees in these forests that we breathe in, uh, fight insides. and we when we breathe them in, they actually help to boost our immune system. And uh, you know, there was this one study that showed that, you know, being out in nature, I think it was like they were out there for like three days, uh, the their T cell count, uh, I mean, natural cell, killer cell count increased by fifty percent. And that, uh, wow. yeah, and that stayed around for a while. Like, it wasn't just like a, you know, a really small change, and then it went away. It stuck around for a while. So they're like, okay, maybe there's something to being in nature that's helpful for, uh, for our health. And, yeah. Um, yeah, so then they started, you know, taking people out and taking them on walks and, you know, doing all the testing afterwards, and it was it was really helpful. So, uh, yeah. Yeah a quick story on that's great
0: yeah and and was it originally um from your understanding like a three-day kind of endeavor or was it just like a like kind of a little outing i know you're t- we'll get into more like what you do it sounds like it's like shorter outings like two or three hours but mm-hmm. was the forest bathing originally like a longer process or no, just depends I think on the, the
1: yeah i think it was i'm sure there was a so all, all kinds of diff- different uh times but i think most were something you can do in a day
0: that they would got it yeah, that's really cool. It's so interesting because when I think about you know Japan and Korea, I haven't spent a ton of time there, but um, just the the contrast, right? Like the just how intense the city is, like Tokyo and places like that. And then there's that, and then there's like the serene you know wilderness and volcanoes and stuff like that. And it's just kind of it's cool that it originated there because I think that they, there's yeah. it's like seems such like extremes. But I'm I, I'm really fascinated about it and about the the work you do because it's it's a you know, you don't have to go somewhere super far away or for three days to get these benefits. It sounds like, uh, you know, a few hours can be hugely helpful. So, yeah, I'd love to hear about, um, like, how, how does it look or what is it like when you do, when you lead your uh, forest therapy walks?
1: Sure. Um, you know, the, the biggest thing that we focus on with our walks is that, um, you know, everything is, is very open for interpretation. Um, yeah. You know One of the things we tell participants is whatever you do, um, when you hear my invitation, that's exactly what you need to do. So don't worry about doing things the right way or the wrong way. Whatever your body says you need to do at this time, that's exactly what you should be doing. It may not be what the next person is doing. That's okay, because you're doing what you're doing, you know. And and our really important job is to just create that space and hold that space for people to feel safe um, and to feel open to, to really fully experiencing the walk. And uh, so we'll start off usually, you know, with an introduction and kind of give everybody the um, the lay of the land and what to expect. Um, and if, you know, there's anything to watch out for, you know, for your place with Poison Oak, we'll let people know that. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: yeah. I try not to do any walks around Poison Oak. <laughs> but... Um, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then the first thing we do is we we spend some time really getting people in touch with their senses, um, you know, so just going through your senses of of smell and hearing and um, and taste and touch. And then, you know, uh, finishing off with with sight and um, really giving people some time to slow down and, and get into that and get comfortable with it. And then uh, after that, we go on a, a slow wander where people are, you know, moving pretty slowly, but still just kind of falling into that um, more being, less doing mentality mm-hmm. and just noticing the world around you. And we follow that with a few invitations. So uh, usually three of them and invitations can, can be a lot of different things. So everything from, you know, just noticing the sounds around you um, to, you know, interacting with the water if you're, you're by a creek or a river um uh making friends with a tree. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is funny because you know, I, I say that and I laugh because there's definitely people come to the walk and say, I'm not hugging a tree today. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so awesome to see how by the end of the walk that same person is very much making friends on a tree (laughs) yeah 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 (laughs) so it's it's funny how the perspective shifts and and that's what i love about these walks too is it is it doesn't increase perspective it shifts perspective and and opens people's minds to different possibilities and and i think that's huge especially in this day and age because a lot of us are losing that creative muscle that imaginative muscle because of just the the humdrum of our daily lives so i think that's a really important part of, of the walks that we do. And then after the invitations, uh, we close it out with a traditional uh, tea ceremony uh, and snacks. And uh, so it kind of brings everything together in the end. And then after we uh, have our tea, it kind of opens up the floor for people to just kind of get back to, to normal and talk about things and, you know, and that kind of thing.
0: So. Yeah. Well, I, I would have been good to start with this, but Sonia and I, you were very kind to invite us on a forest therapy walk um i think when you're like this is several years ago now but in san diego and it was such a cool experience and you know i think you did a great job of describing it but you know even for folks who like us who get out quite a bit or nature's an important part of our life um i think taking there was just that process of of really slowing down and really engaging the senses was such a cool such a cool thing to do and again it doesn't have to be you know a three-day backpacking trip to get that experience i think that's what's so cool about it, is that that this stuff is available. You just need some, some sort of a green, yeah, you know, some trees, some green space. It's really awesome. Um, yeah, I, I'm really, I'm really into it. And I, so now you're in, in Bend, I think one of the challenges with San Diego is that there's not as much of that, but you're in Bend. Um, yeah, what are your plans with doing forest therapy walks up, up North?
1: Yeah, um, you know, I say for me specifically, it was one of the major reasons wanted to move the bend is just yeah it have that easier access to the outdoors like yeah look out my window now there's pine trees ponderosas everywhere uh just the street from our neighborhood is a huge piece of land with just a bunch of trees so it's you know I can go connect right across the street I mean really I could go into my backyard if I wanted to even though we're in a you know a pretty uh dense neighborhood it's still it's yeah the way they developed it was was smart and um I so the plan here is just to uh, uh connect with Uh, organizations is what I'd really love to do and and lead walks for for organizations right now I actually have plans uh, there's a a veterans organization that um, I've gotten approval to do a walk for them so hopefully sometime soon we'll schedule something Um, also love to work with organizations and developing you know maybe multi-day programs that involve uh, these walks Uh, so hopefully that happens soon um, but yeah, working with organizations to do walks for, for, you know, their members or employees is uh, something that I really enjoy.
0: Yeah. And is there, I was going to ask this earlier, um, is there any, any particular populations, you know, that, that it sounds like, you know, the corporate place is a, is a really good place to go, but you know, I guess, is there anyone this wouldn't work for? Is it kind of open to all groups or anyone in particular that this is better for?
1: I can't imagine anyone that this is not good for, and that's another thing I love about it. You know, uh, and right. like you yeah, said, just even even the people who are like I'm in nature all the time. It's just it's it, it's different. Um, it's it's a different connection. Uh, it's it's just it's so focused um, and just uh, helps people to see a lot of things that they don't normally see. And uh, I actually did my first walk this summer with a family, so it was my cool. walk with kids <laughs> I was terrified because um, I don't normally work with kids and I, so I didn't oh, know what it. to expect oh yeah kids oh kids yeah yeah, kids, yeah.
0: yeah. okay got and, it uh,
1: and I yeah I was I was terrified because <laughs> I wanted them to like it um uh, right. And uh, it was three boys and their parents, and they were just so cute. They were in ages from three to eight, I believe it was. And uh, so, you know, a lot different what the three-year-old was doing and what the eight-year-old was doing and what they were interested in. Um, but they loved it, and I loved it. We all had a great time. We all learned from each other. Uh, and, um, you know, you kind of, in, in that situation, you learn very quickly to kind of let the kids lead the walk a little bit. Yeah, yeah, uh, and, yeah. and again, it was awesome. They were great teachers because their minds are, you know, where we're trying to get our minds to when we do these walks, uh, I think in, in a big way.
0: Totally. Yeah. I was going to say there's something really, I think intuitive and childlike about a lot of the invitations or the, the process where it's really just kind of getting out of that, like, to-do list, thinking mind and stepping more into more into being and yeah right. and kids, kids are great and create creativity and yeah all yeah. that stuff. That's great. I wanted to ask about, you know, I know you do you have uh, great experience and skills with um your nutrition and cooking and all that stuff. Like how does I guess your relationship with nature um, you know, connect with your love for nutrition and cooking and all that?
1: Yeah. Um... Well, I love thinking about it uh, in the sense, uh, and I'll give my husband credit for this tagline, (laughs) Um, you know, doing everything that involves uh, what you put in your body and where you put your body. (laughs) So, uh, you know, so what you put in your body, the food you eat, where you put your body, hopefully nature. Uh, And, you know, it's all, it's all very, um, uh, you know, from, from nature. Um, Yeah. Very, very basic and you know we've um, made things very complex in our life and if you just kind of like dial things back uh, to to where the beginning is then I think that's really important you know we're wired you always hear that that saying that we're wired for connection. Um, well, I think we're also wired for connection to nature, which is our yeah. original home, you know. So right. my focus is getting people back to that. And then as far as food, getting people back to, you know, eating food as close to the ground as they, they possibly can. Uh, and I think those two things are, are, you know, very related and go hand in hand. Um, you shouldn't focus on one without the other, really, um, if, if you want to have, you know, a well-rounded, healthy life.
0: So. Yeah, I love it. And by cl- eating close to the ground, meaning like whole foods, things that you can recognize, that that right. kind of thing. That
1: whether it's yeah. growing from the ground or walking on the ground, <laughs> <and> <laughs> yeah. the it.
0: <laughs> Got it. I love it. That's great. Um, cool. Well, I think that I mean that's awesome stuff. Um, I guess like if people are interested in doing a forest therapy walk, uh you know, what do you recommend? Whether um, is there like a website or you have like a website mm-hmm. to go to what's what's the best way to to get in touch about information
1: well if you're in bend or you want to fly me somewhere you can go to my website the nature com. Um, if, uh, you know, you're somewhere else besides Bend, uh, the uh, ANFT, the Association of Nature and Forest Therapy Programs, has a website, and they have a locator um, that shows where all their guides are uh, around, you know, this country and other countries, so you might be able to find someone that's guiding close to you.
0: Awesome, awesome. And, and before I forget, I wanted to ask, I know you're doing some work now with, this is a little bit of a shift, but with the Central Oregon Veterans Ranch, I wanted to... Uh, yeah. See, like, just share a little bit about what you're doing with them, and that, and what that works all about.
1: Yeah, I'm really excited uh, about it. I, uh, Derek and I got connected to them over the summer, um, and so what they do is they're a 19 acre property, and they are there for veterans uh, to come out and to uh, get involved with working the land, agriculture, uh, community bonding, that kind of thing, and. Um, one of the projects they had this summer was a, a community garden. So, you know, mm. any veteran could come out there and grab themselves a plot and Derek knows how much I've been wanting to grow plants. So he's like, oh, all yeah. right, and we went out there and it was amazing. And, uh, you know, we got to meet a lot of really cool people and I just, I love their mission. Um, uh, the ultimate mission of the, of the organization is to open a, a foster home of sorts for end of life care for um, veterans, uh, specifically combat veterans with PTS. And, um, you know, there's kind of a healing component to that. So uh, pairing that generation with the younger generation of veterans, uh, having them really just kind of heal through connecting with each other. And you know, there's other healing that happens in the ranch. Just working the land, you know, getting your hands in the dirt—that kind of agriculture therapy—and giving guys and women a a place to go that's peaceful and safe. And um, so, I just I love the community aspect of the of the ranch. I love that it has to do with two of my favorite loves: nature and food. (laughs) Um, So you know, all of it just really falls in line with my values. So I'm going to be working with them, um, trying to do some uh, fundraising and outreach and, and that sort of thing. And uh, it's a very new opportunity, so we'll see where it goes.
0: That's really exciting. And yeah, I think important to point out, I don't know if I mentioned this earlier, but Derek, your husband is a veteran, combat veteran. Okay. and So yeah, the, hence the, the veteran connection. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. That sounds really exciting. Yeah, maybe we can you know, have you back on once, uh, what, you know, in a little bit and see how that's going. That would be great. Updates. Yeah. Well, I, um, I'd love to hear, you know, one thing we want to uh, give our listeners is our, some tangible tips to put into practice right away. And I think we've already talked about a lot of cool ways to put this into practice, but do you have any, like, you know, one recommendation or even a challenge to our listeners to who are maybe interested, it can be around nutrition or, or forest therapy or getting into nature that you could, um, recommend.
1: Um, so, and, and I'll, I'll make it simple. Uh, it's, you know, some things that are simple, but you're like, Oh yeah, I guess that does make sense. So for, as far as getting outdoors, I would challenge people to engage with your senses in the outdoors, because even things like touch, when you think about it, I mean, maybe not all of us, but I feel like a lot of us don't go out in nature and, you know, touch trees and feet the dirt and take your shoes off and walk barefoot somewhere yeah. outside like you know it's not something we do very often so doing that and really really you know taking that in and and feeling what that feels like and how that makes you feel maybe you like it maybe you don't like it um but you're learning something either way so yeah. you know uh or you know listening uh you know using your sense of smell um so i i would definitely challenge people to do that and to do that to also, you know, be still when you do it. Not trying to do it while you're walking or while you're doing something else. Like yeah. just do that. Yeah. Uh, and as far as um, nutrition, you know, I, I kind of want to stay on the the same the same kind of uh, idea in, in noticing. So, you know, notice what your hunger feels like, notice, um, you know, slow down when you're eating and taste your food. Um, and you know, notice the textures, um, because when we do that, when we, we notice more of what we're eating, our brain actually gets more of the signal that we're eating and that we're getting full. Uh, and that's, that can be really helpful, uh, for m- many reasons. Um, and then, um just noticing your patterns of, of eating. I think that, you know, again, we just, there's a lot of things that we don't notice anymore and um, noticing simple things can be really helpful.
0: That's great. Yeah. Thanks. Wonderful challenges. I think there's like a lot of wisdom in the simplicity. Mm -hmm. So engage your senses, slow down and uh, yeah, engage your senses with, with what you're eating. Notice. Slow down. Beautiful. Awesome, Michelle. Well, thanks so much for being on the Nature Unplugged podcast, we'd love to have you back on. Um, cool. Any final any final words or anything before we wrap it up?
1: Uh, I can't think of anything except for get outside more.
0: Get outside more. Well <laughs> said. Well said. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to the Nature Unplugged podcast. You can find our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, basically anywhere you want to get a podcast, it's there. Uh, be sure and check out www.natureunplugged for more Information and resources to help get you outside and for healthy boundaries with technology. Uh, awesome, until next time, we will catch you later. Things change like seasons out of our control. If you think you should go, I will let you go. Oh, oh.